everyone. This is Arlene Garza with Repequity. Today I am going to be interviewing a fabulous woman in my life that I've had the pleasure of meeting. You know, in my career, over 20 years in the banking industry, I've run across many instances where I'm chatting with women and the topic of investing comes up. And many times, a lot of us did not grow up with parents who taught us a lot about investing. So it's up to all of us to educate each other about all the investments that are out there and how we can help each other grow our wealth. So today, my special guest is Ellen Sherry. Ellen is with us today, and I'm so excited for her to share her wonderful story. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you very much, Arlene. I'm very happy to be here with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I want to start because I'd love people to know your story. And so let's start with where you grew up. Where was that? What was that like? And so we can get to know more about you. Okay. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, uh, in a very um, uh, decent neighborhood, but um, we were living in a uh, an apartment building. It was a three-room apartment, and that apartment was occupied by myself, my sister, my mom, and my dad. And so um, we were not wealthy, let's put it that way. And so my sister and I slept on the couch that opened up in the mm -hmm. living room. And actually, if my grandmother came up from New York, she would sleep with my sister on the couch, and I'd have to sleep between two chairs. So it wasn't um, a very um, high-intensity uh, type of wealthy background that I had. It was, it was I would say, me it was meager but happy. Great. Well, you know, we all have memories of our childhoods growing up, and I always like to, to ask, was there a moment in your childhood that you remember that was pivotal, that made you make some future decision that, uh, has impacted your life? That's a very interesting question that you just asked me. And I can tell you that um, there was a time when I got really poked around by uh, some of the, by this one gal in particular in my class came from a very wealthy family who every day would make fun of me coming in. She said, oh, what are you wearing? Your sister's rolled up skirt again, because that's pretty much what I was wearing. And it was extremely painful to me, um, you know, having to deal with the slurs and the teasing. And I remember sharing that story with my mom. And um, she did indeed take me to a very, very nice store and bought, bought me a, a nice dress, the only one I, I had actually at the time. But one of the things, you know, she said to me was, well, Ellie, you know, you got to make some money. Of course, I was in fifth grade, was not sure about how I was about to do that. And um, as luck would have it, one of the older women in the building who had a very, <laughs> a very, very active little boy asked me, can you please babysit him? I'm going to pay you real well because I, can't I cannot take care of him all the time. And so that was my first lesson in investing, was doing some work and getting paid for it. It was a great lesson. That's phenomenal. You mentioned your grandmother. Um, I know I enjoyed the memories of my grandmother. Tell us about your grandmother and, you know, was there anything that, you know, she did or was there certain, you know, 
occasion you remember that affected you? So my grandmother um, lived mostly in Florida most of her life, but as she got older, um, her children, that included my mom, who was her youngest, uh, decided to that she had to come up to New York to be around her family and not live alone. She was already in her 70s, and my family decided to all chip in and got her a little apartment around the corner mm -hmm. from where we lived, and my mother very uh, quickly told me that's where I was going to sleep every night. And um, it was interesting because... Although I was the youngest one out of all the cousins, my mother trusted me the most because she knew I was trustworthy, and so that's what I did. But I think the biggest um, experience of that was uh, one day my grandmother fell ill. We called the doctor, and the doctor said she's had a stroke. Mm. And so um, some of the family members came in um, that lived nearby, and uh, I was there. And the doctor said, she needs to be in the hospital. We're calling an ambulance. The ambulance came, and the <laughs> driver said, someone, an adult, has to be sitting in the back with the grandmother. Mm -hmm. And so all of my aunts and uncles kind of cowered in a corner, and I was the one that was expected to go into the ambulance with her, which I did. So it was a little bit of a scary situation for me, but... It was also an interesting experience because when we did arrive at the hospital, I was absolutely stunned to see how quickly the people there were able to take over her care, started an IV, um, hooked her up to uh, heartbeat uh, equipment. And at that moment in time, I said to myself, Ellen, you need to be a nurse. You need to go into medicine, which I did. That was a very impactful moment in your life, um, and it led you to your first career, which was nursing, which is phenomenal. Um, what, what did you do as a nurse? Was there a particular part of the hospital you worked in? Did you work in a private practice? Tell us about so your So I, I worked at, uh, which is now Mount Sinai Hospital, and I was, um, I was floor nurse. So I ran the, the male medical floor, and I was in charge of all the uh, people, other nurses, and the orderlies that worked underneath me because um, I knew what had to be done. Uh, I was very, very into knowing my medicine, knowing what to do, understanding how which meds people needed, and it was a very, um, it was a very fruitful experience being a nurse. I did enjoy it. Wonderful. Now, uh, kids. Do you have kids? Tell me about your kids. Yes, and your I family. do. I was very lucky. I have a girl and a boy. Um, my son, who um, became a physician, is now a surgeon here in Dallas. He has his practice. He's a maxillofacial surgeon. Uh, my daughter is in New York still. She has an autistic child. And so she's kind of um, around just to take care of her son. So as you were raising the kids. How did you balance your personal life with your work life? That's a good question, Arlene. <laughs> it, was, it was very, very difficult. There wasn't a lot of time for um, too much personal life. But one of the things that 
I did get involved in because there was just so many jobs and so many hours I could work to support my children. I was a single parent by this point, and um, my son was wanting very much to go to college and then dental school and medical school, and um, there was no father around to be paying any of that. And so I said to myself, Ellen, you have to make some passive income. And so one of the first things I did was I started to buy invest, invest in real estate. I would buy a small apartment, rent it out. I bought a single double family home. And that was kind of how I survived and got along when I was in New York. That is amazing to go and find something that was going to kind of take care of um, what you needed, the extra income you needed to raise your family and to have the intelligence to go out and seek that out. Now, have you experienced other types of investing? Yes. As a matter of fact, um, God definitely has smiled on me because at one point my son said to me, Mommy, you know, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'd love for you to move here. And he was in Dallas, Texas. And so being the mother that I am, I said, I'm coming, son, <laughs> and um, sold everything. And then when I got down here, I said, well, maybe I'll just keep investing like I did in New York, except real estate here was very, very different than New York real estate. As a matter of fact, the thing that really changed my whole experience in life was one day I had it flipped on the radio and someone was talking about multifamily investing. Up until that day, I had never heard that expression and I had no idea what it was. But they talked about having a meeting and I did attend that meeting and that's what got me into multifamily investing. Wonderful. Now, I know you're married. Um, David is a, a wonderful guy. Now, what did he think about it? I know just from my conversations with him, he was very into stocks and bonds in the stock market. Yes. And maybe you had some experience with that too. So how are you able to convince and educate him <laughs> on multifamily? Okay, well, I left out a little bit of a piece of this, and a little other piece of this was the fact that when I did meet David back in New York, he was very into the stock market, and I said to myself, I know nothing about it. I said, I have to learn this. I got very, very involved, became extremely well-versed, took my Series 7, got licensed, and had my own practice. And so you were a financial advisor. So I was a financial advisor. And David, of course, was listening to me very, very closely. Now, at this point, when I moved down here, um, I was very attracted to multifamily uh, investing. And David said, you know, Ellie, you're the smart one. You tell me that this is good. I want to know more about it. And so he was in from day one uh, when I explained to him how this works. And to this day, I can't imagine living without investing in my multifamily real estate. It's changed my life tremendously. I don't have to worry about finding new investments. I have other people that are leads that will find the mm -hmm. good investments that I can invest with. And you and your husband, Jacob, 
are our best leads, no doubt. And thank I feel you. very blessed to have met you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know, I, I would love to take the credit for it, but it really was your courage and your decision to seek out something different and to do something different that has brought you and David to this point in your lives. Um, so now that you're doing multifamily investing, what has it done? What has it allowed you to do that maybe you wouldn't have done otherwise? This is passive income. I mean, that's the best thing. I'm not going out looking for new houses that I could do over. Um, too much work at this point in time in my life. I have wonderful people that I work with, like you and your husband, that find these gems that need restoration. Mm -hmm. And you guys do an incredible job of doing that. And I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of, of what you've accomplished and, you know, Jacob. And it's just made my life so different. I'm not worried about where is my next deal coming from because I always know there is always another deal. Mm -hmm. And it's made my life one of relaxation and enjoyment and real retirement and not be out there huffing it again. That's wonderful. What, I mean, what a great story um, that you've shared with us today. And, you know, one of our goals in um, having these interviews and having these chats, as I call them, is to tell and give advice to other women. So, you know, was there something you thought wasn't possible with multifamily? Did you think, oh, my gosh, I have to have lots of money. I don't know how to start. What were the questions you had in the beginning? That's a very good question, because in the beginning, I wasn't too sure how much money did one need to get involved. And the answer was, it wasn't gobs of money like I had imagined. And, you know, various leads had different levels of where they wanted to enter their people. But it was something that I could handle, that I can do, not have to worry about. And it's just been a godsend to me so that at this stage of my life, I don't have to go out there and hoof it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm done doing that. Multifamily real estate has given me that. That's fantastic. That freedom. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, one of the other things I always like to ask is, you know, you're a woman, a successful woman, and you've gotten there through lots of hard work and intelligence, honestly. Thank you. But what advice would you give another female, another woman about how they can succeed in life. What are some of the tips? Uh, you, one has to go out there and explore the, what's available to us as human beings, things that we can invest in that don't require a whole hell of a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. Because if you are at this stage of the game, maybe you still have kids that are older, or maybe you're retired and you don't have the time and the energy to do it, that's really what you need to be looking at. So this is passive investing. And it's solid because, as my mother used to say to me, you always need a place to live, period, end of conversation. And so it's not like homes are going out of style. So to me, it's, it's, it's like a no-brainer. I mean, it, it's a given. And it's, um, it's very rewarding 
on lots of different levels, not just for yourself, you know, in terms of finances, but rewarding in the fact that you know that you're helping to give out to the environment for people who don't, let's say, have as much as someone else has living in a home of they, that they own, giving them a good place to live. And um, the way you redo your, your apartments are just not to be compared. And I know all the areas that you choose have wonderful accessories around, uh, commodities and school districts. These are, um, these are gifts. These are gifts to our people, and, um, and I thank you for that. Well, thank you for being a part of that. I know uh, for us, it's allowed us to create better communities for people to live in, and there's no hmm. replacing that. No. You, know, you can put your money in so many different things, but this is a great investment in that it does create better communities. And Absolutely. Having partners like you and Dave to thank come you. alongside us has allowed us to do that. So we thank you also for putting your trust and your support in us. And so, you know, for the, the ladies that are out there that are um, listening to Ellen and I, I just want to share that anything is possible. Um, I think what we've learned from Ellen today is seek it out. Um, go out and get the knowledge. It's in today's world, the internet and books and podcasts, there is so much out there to educate you about what's available. And I just encourage you to, if you haven't, start that investing journey. And if you're on that investing journey, check out alternative investments. Check out anything and everything you can because it is about us finding ways to be self-sufficient and create a life for ourselves and our kids or whoever may be in our family that is sustainable and that's going yes. to carry us all into the future.